Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. We're honored that you're here, and we pray that you find this message both encouraging and inspiring. Welcome back to week three of Things That Leaders Don't Tell You on the Hope Unlimited Church podcast. I am here, and I am with my co-host, Brandon. Blow gold. We're going to have a conversation today about another thing that leaders won't tell you, but I think it's important for people really to know this. Yeah. I think it's important for people to know that God builds with the faithful. God builds with the faithful. Yep. He doesn't always pick the most talented, the most popular. He picks the faithful. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a few weeks ago, or really a couple months ago now, I had a dream, and I was preaching at a church in Alabama that I have preached at actually a good bit. One of the things that happened was in this dream, and how many? I mean, if you're listening to this, God speaks through dreams. It's all throughout the Bible. Yep. Um, God speaks through visions in the New Testament. Um, I have a dream, and I am walking up to a friend of mine's church, who's a pastor, and he's sitting on the church, like on the front of like the the steps to walk yeah. in. He has his head in his hand, like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I like pat him on the shoulder, and I walk into the church, and I see, uh, like, two of Hope Unlimited Church's most faithful church members, okay? When I see this, this service starts. He gives me the microphone, and I just start saying on the microphone, God is saying to you to build with the faithful. Right. What was actually cool is he calls me and invites me to come and preach, like, a couple weeks later after I have this dream. And I get to say that at his church. I mean, it's got to make things so much easier when you have a dream of preaching something and then you get the opportunity just to preach that exact yeah, thing. Yeah, it was very, very, <laughs> very fun. So God builds with the faithful. At Hope Unlimited, faithfulness gets rewarded. Right. Faithfulness gets rewarded. Um, and I think a lot of times when we, that's all relative, right? Yeah. Like faithfulness to what? And right. I think it's, I'm going to try to define these things for you today. Um, so, how are you found faithful? How do you become a faithful person? Right. That's a question that you. I think it's fair to ask. And um, Let's just start at the beginning of the church. Yeah. The very beginning of the church, Jesus tells his disciples... Go to Jerusalem and wait. Yeah. And they did. Just that simple. Is that simple. So what they do? They showed up. Yeah. To be found faithful and for God to build with you as a faithful person, you have to show up to church. Yeah. You got to go to Jerusalem. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You got to sit there. You got to be there. You got to show up. Yep. 
I love that an important part about it too. Like Jesus wasn't like go to Jerusalem and do X, Y, and Z to build the church. It was just Mm-mm. go to Jerusalem and wait. I got a promise for you. Yeah, that I'm gonna give you. These are the details I'm going giving you. Jerusalem, wait, and I That's have all pro- you got. And I have a promise. Yeah, to just wait on it. <laughs> and he was obviously talking about the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. Find a local church and go. Find people yeah. that y- find a community of people that you connect to that cares about you, and go to church there. Yeah, it's, it's it really is that easy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like so many people use the excuse of it's so hard to find a good church mm-hmm. as their means to not go to church. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the reality is, is just go to one. And see if it fits, and if not, go to another one mm-hmm. until you find the one that fits. And and really, really, go to the one that, that go to the one that doesn't fit. Go to the one that God tells you yeah. to go to, and most of the time you're going to be a fit there. That's right. Um, I I say this: you always find your people before you find your place within your people. Yeah, you always find the people that you're supposed to be connected to before you find out what your role is there. Right. Because God doesn't send you to people just to do things. Right. He sends you to people to build relationships. Who are the people that care about you the most? Go to their church. Yeah. Right? That's really, it's really that. Yeah. So show up. You got to show up to Jerusalem if you want to be found faithful. Don't make excuses. Here's the really thing that I want to say. Don't let bitterness at the global church keep you from attending a local church. Right. Don't let bitterness at the global church keep you from being a part of a local church. Right. It's craziness. Yeah. It's craziness. I know people whose bitterness has bound them. Mm -hmm. It has bound them. Yeah. It has left them living a life that's unfulfilled. It's left them living a life that's just like, I feel like that it's just dark. Yeah. I feel like it's just, and by dark, I don't mean like everything's just going wrong and all of that stuff, but it's like there it's is. not light. Yeah, it's a, it's a bite of like bitterness. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, it's not enjoyable to be around. And and the church is the only place that we really do that with. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. you have a bad experience at Walmart, you just go to the other Walmart. Yeah. Or like, you go back to that one. Or you go back to that same one and just avoid the person that, you know, you had a bad experience at the checkout lane with. Right. But the church is like, if one wrong thing is said by anybody in that building. Specifically me. I am leaving the church forever. Yeah. Done. It's written off. You think that uh, all the disciples agreed with each other when they showed up to Jerusalem? No. No, they fought. <laughs> the all, whole time. All the time. You know, you know how we got the Apostles' Creed? They argued about it until they were content with what it said. Right. They fought all the time. Anyways, so go go to church. Yeah. Right, go to church. Um, show up. You got to show up. If you want to be found faithful, you got to show up. The next thing, if you want to be found faithful, you can't just show up. You have to submit to the work of the Spirit there. Yeah. Notice I said the work of the Spirit before I said leadership. Right. It's the work of the Spirit and leadership. Um, and it kind of feels weird being a leader saying submit to leadership, but it's not something that we talk about often. Yeah. So um, submit to what God's doing. Yeah. What does God want to do in your life in that church? And just submit to that. Right. 
you got to go and be a part of what God is doing. Yeah. You got to go and be in community. And when God begins to work on you within community, within the confines of a local church, and I don't mean a building, I mean a community of people. When he begins to work on you, you have to submit to what he's doing in your life or your life is going to feel empty. Yeah. It's going to feel empty. So you got to show up. You got to submit not only to the work of the Spirit, but to leadership. Sometimes you're going to be a part of a church where God has put people in positions to make decisions. And when those people make those decisions, you're not going to agree with them. Right. The purpose of you being there is not for agreement or disagreement most of the time. Yeah. It's not. There are positions within the local church that are for agreement and are for disagreement. Yeah. But a lot of times I think people crave power. They crave position. They crave, they want to be on the leadership team. They want to be in the room. They want to do all of this. They want to do all of that. And right. then I've seen people, they, they wanted to do all this. They want to do all that. They want all this. They want all that. And you give it to them and it destroys them. Yeah. That's what happens when people want power but can't handle it. Right. Or even worse, you know, you give it to them. They realize that they weren't qualified for it, and then they blame their failure, their failure on the church. Right, right. Which is, uh, um, but you know, the I think a lot of times, like you have to give people like that grace. I I have a very like, just fun leadership philosophy because failure doesn't bother me. Yeah. In other people, what? Well, I think I should probably take that advice for myself because it does bother me with me same um but it doesn't bother me with other people if people right. make a mistake or fail i'm just like yeah this is part of life when i make a mistake it's just like my life is ending dude you know so uh, like a little peek behind the curtain we were supposed to record these podcasts yesterday mm-hmm. i had forgotten my entire setup and i was like i spent the rest of the day like cole hates me now yeah cole yeah. does not hate me for no. this but i was like this is unacceptable i'm a failure and he's like it's all right we'll yeah. do it tomorrow yeah um so yeah yeah i mean like I didn't have anything to do this morning, so it's what we're doing. Right. So you got to submit to the work of the Spirit and submit to the leadership. Listen, God doesn't put leaders in positions of power who do not start with your best interest in mind. Right. Power corrupts leaders over time if they don't keep their heart guarded. Right. If they don't realize that every person that's in their church and every person serving on their team that's those people are gods. Yeah. They're not ours. They're gods. The phrase is absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yep. Pastors that seek that absolute power mm-hmm. run from them. Mm-hmm. Pastors that are fine with just giving away power. Yeah. Those are the ones that are they are in leadership because they do not seek the power. Right. I think one of the things that like I can say like I was not planning on being the pastor here. I was not seeking a position of power of right. being the lead pastor <laughs> right. here by any stretch of the imagination. And then also, like, I hire people who aren't looking for power. Right. I do not hire those who look for power. If I get an inkling of you are looking <laughs> for power, you are not going to be in any position to make decisions. Yeah. Because over time, what happens with those who are looking for positions of power is they use them to drive their motives and agendas. Right. And we just don't do that here. We're submitted to the work of the Spirit. 
and that's what we're that's what our first and foremost thing is. Yeah. You can and you can be you can attest to this and I will I will give you a real life example of this in our church. Katie Rains. She came here as a member. Every position that we had was filled. Yep. Okay. She said, "Hey, I have a heart for outreach. I want to do some outreach." Um and then like 3 months later it's like she has a plan to reach every person in Knoxville. Yeah. And it's like, hey, we can't do all this. We got to like back off of this a little bit. But it's like she had the initiative to say, hey, this is what we're doing. I don't even know when our outreaches are happening this year. Katie does. And yeah. she'll let me know. Right. And then I'm going to be there. Yeah. Right? Because she earned a position of power through... Showing up. Showing up, being faithful, and submitting to the work of the leadership. Yeah. I've had to tell her no before, and she's just been like, I don't like it, but you know but what? That's what we're doing. That's <laughs> what we're doing. And it's just like, I think people need to like see this. Katie will be in our, our leadership meeting later this afternoon making decisions about a crucial part of our church. Right. It has nothing to do with outreach. Right. It's a crucial part of our church. Catch this. Katie came here with no position. Right. No position. So it goes to show you when you are faithful. And we didn't know her. We didn't know her. I had no idea who she was. Yeah. Nobody did. She came here with no position. And she worked her way through faithfulness into a position where now she has the authority to make decisions. And I'm just like, all right, go ahead. Right. And this doesn't have to be this like, arduous like 10-year process Mm -mm. there are people that will serve the church for 10 years and never receive a position of power because the leadership knows Mm -hmm. what where their heart is they hear the grumblings they hear the snarky comments they hear all this because you are trying to look faithful Mm -hmm. you aren't being faithful one of the things that i like say within the church world is like if you want to complain then go fix it yeah and if you don't want to fix it then don't complain right and so but one of the things that I will say, even even like Emily and Wes, like think about Emily, you. Yeah. Every person that moved here, it's kind of funny, other than Jamie, because <laughs> Jamie moved here with a role, but, but she had a specific set of skills. Right. Every person that moved here did not move here in a position of power. Right. We moved here as normal church members. Yep. I moved here from a position of power to a position where I had the least power that I've ever had in the church in my life. And, dude, I just started showing up early on Sunday mornings about, hey, what do I need to do? Yeah. How can I help? Yep. And so you got to submit to the work of the Spirit and leadership in your church. And guess what? Like, your leaders are going to make decisions you don't agree with. Yeah, and that's okay. But, like, and also while we're still on this uh, real quick, there's a difference between disagreement mm-hmm. and rebellion yeah. when it comes to these conversations. Yeah. yeah, you know, he was talking about how you know he's had to tell Katie no before. She may disagree with that, mm-hmm. but there's never this spirit of okay, then whatever we decide we're going to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to sabotage. Right, because we've had those people before, yeah. and I'll just fire you here if you do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard. And so it's like, don't feel like you can't disagree with your leader. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a place where you have a voice, yeah, you can voice concern, you can voice disagreement. But at the end of the day, we're called to submit to the working of the spirit, 
and the lead pastor is the person that's supposed to be hearing from God about what that working is. Yeah. You can you can like and here at Hope Unlimited, it's real simple. Yeah, there is a box that you need to stay in, and you can play within that box. You can do whatever you want. That box is our vision and mission. Yep. And if there is something that I don't think that we are going to do that fits that, I'll say, hey, this doesn't fit that. Right. But the, there was even one time that there was a decision that was made, and I'm just like, okay, like y'all can do that. And like I just sat back and was like, it ain't going to work. <laughs> I was like, I knew from the get-go, I'm just like, this ain't going to work. Yeah. And the the reality is, is, is like, it's okay that it didn't work. Right. I wanted the leader to fail themselves. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to fire them because they failed. Right. I just knew that it wasn't going to work from the get-go, and I let them do it anyway for two reasons. I was open for them to prove me wrong. Right. And then I was also wanting them to prove themselves right. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't going to work. Sure. <laughs> and it didn't. Sure. But it's like it's okay because that was a moment where it was just like, hey, we made That's the how you learn. Yeah, we made the decision to – like go away from this and then instead of it being my idea it's their idea right and so that's kind of the way that i operate here now if you're gonna do something stupid we ain't gonna let you do something stupid i'm gonna tell you it's stupid <laughs> yeah so yeah um like if you want to like have kids class like outside we're one doing day, it in the park in the lot. parking lot no um so you got to submit to the work of the Spirit. The next thing is, is you have to sow in to where you're at. Yeah. If you want to have a love for where you attend church, put your money there. Yep. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Yep. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. Listen, I cannot emphasize this enough. You do not give to the local church because God needs your money. Right. You give to the local church because God is working out selfishness within your heart. Right. And their commandments in Scripture are very clear for what Christians are supposed to do with their money. They're supposed to give it to the church yeah, to care for three things, right? And this goes back, this traces back all the way to the early church to yeah. care for three things. The instructors give back in all good things to those who teach you the word of God, Yep, the, the clergy of the church. The next thing is the poor. Yep. Be sure that you take care of the poor and the widows and the orphans. Be sure you take care of those people. And then the needs of the church. Right. But like here at Hope Unlimited, we be sure we are sure that like our rent is paid and our people are paid and we're caring for the poor. Yeah. That's what we that it's a very simple budget. Yeah. yeah. And it's like our our rent's paid, our people are paid, and we're be sure and we're caring for the poor. Right. And we're making like this place an enjoyable place to come to. We have hot coffee and tea on Sunday morning. Most churches have that, I realize that. But like <laughs> we are being sure that you're taken care of. Yeah. Like we're sharing in all good things. Right. Right. So uh so into what God's doing. And don't hear what we're not saying. We are not saying you can just buy your way into power in the church. Oh, God, no. This has nothing to do with amounts No, everything to do with consistency. It has nothing to do with amounts. It, listen, if people have ha have tried to buy me before, yeah, I'm sure. the vision here is not for sale. Correct. There's not a price you can put on it. Correct. The vision that God gave us is not for sale, and it's non-negotiable, too. Yeah. And so you can't buy your way into a position of power 
But what this does is sowing into this movement, sowing into Hope Unlimited or whatever church you attend here in town. So I could name a list of them. City Hills, Park West, uh, Faith Promise, uh, Austin Coleman. What's his church's name? Dang it, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. What's his church's name? Heart and Soul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, my friend Jason, City Point, uh, Hope Valley Church, um, Transformation Church. Uh, There's a list of churches yeah. here in town. Um, that I am just, just off the top of my head, so into that place yeah. because God wants to build the kingdom of God with you. Correct. He wants to use you to build the kingdom of God. Right. And he wants to use your finances to do it. Yeah. And so give in to what God's doing. So the first three points, you've got to show up, you've got to submit to the movement, and you've got to show in, show in, You've got to sow into the movement. And then, last but not least, you have to serve the movement. Yeah. Serve it. Yep. Serve the church, the movement, the organization, wherever. Serve it. Uh, I was said this a, a minute ago. When I first moved here to Knoxville, I worked at a church where I had to be at church very, very early in the morning every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. My last Sunday was there was the last Sunday in October. My first first Sunday here was the first Sunday in November. Right. So it's like I go from last Sunday to first Sunday, and it's like I don't know what to do with my hands. Right. (laughs) Like I don't know what to (laughs) do. And so me and my wife just come to church, and, like, we're here early. And, like, we stayed around, like, in between services or whatever. And then we left. And it was so weird. So confusing. I was so like, I hate this. Yeah. And so next week, <laughs> yeah. I showed up at like 7.30. And I'm like, hey, I'm just here to help get set up for everything. Like, what do you need from me? Like, I'll move a chair. Right. I will sweep a floor. I'll mop bathrooms. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And like, keep in mind here, I have just left a church of about 600 to 700 people on a Sunday morning where I'm in a major player on Sunday mornings there, and right. I moved to a church that's nowhere near that size, and I just so show up and I say, I'm here to serve, man. Right. Whatever you ask me to do, I'll do it. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but I'm saying that because my heart was, I'm going to be faithful where God's planted me. Right. I'm going to be faithful to the place that I'm connected to. And one thing that leaders won't tell you and this is where we'll end this podcast, is they look for those people. Yeah. They are biased towards those people. Yep. They are biased towards the people whose hearts are in it, who give their time, who listen to them when they say something. Yeah. And who show up on a regular basis. They are biased towards those people. Right. Why? Why? Because God has asked us to do something important. Yeah. And we believe that it's important. And so, like, we don't show favoritism towards people who give or who don't give. I don't want people to, like, hear that. Yeah. That's not what this is. But I'll tell you this. I know a few guys in my church right now that I can call if someone calls this church and say, hey, we have a car right. that we need to buy. Yep. And, like, hey, there's a car up here for sale for $4,000, and there's a single mom who goes to wor- who needs help with this buying this car to get to work? There's a few people in in the church that I can call. Yeah, 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Giving is a gift to the local church. Right. It's a it's a gift to the local church. It's a gift within the local church, help to build the local church, just like administration, just like encouragement, just like all of those things. And I don't think that you can put a price on people who serve week in and week out. Yeah. Can't put a price on that. Yep. You can't. And you know, and you say, you know, there's a couple people in our church that we could call right now and say there's you know, there's a car for sale and they'd be able to give into that. Mm-hmm. There are also people that we know that they may not be the biggest monetary givers, like amount wise, mm-hmm. but they're consistent and they are here every time mm-hmm. the doors are open and that they can be here. And uh, we know that we can say, Hey, like here's the key to the building, go get X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z that mm-hmm. you need to get done because we can trust them because we know that their heart is for the vision of the they're, church. They're faithful. And they've shown up and they've shown out. And God builds with the faithful. Yeah. And so one of the things that I think is so important is to understand leaders won't tell you that they want to find, this is the hard part, they want to find everyone as a faithful person. Yeah. And sometimes you have some of these down, but you don't have all four. Right. Leaders still see the ones that you have down. Right. Leaders still see the ones that that you are leaning into. There are people who don't go to church here on a regular basis that are submitted to yeah. my leadership, which is so strange. Like I'm their pastor and they call they me go here. <laughs> and they call me their pastor, but it's like you just kind of come when you can. Right. And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. and it's like we love you and like we recognize that and we trust you because right. you have one of these down. But I say get all four. Yeah, you know, if you, if you can, that'd be great. I mean, show up, submit, sow, and serve. Well, so God's gonna build the church with you if you do those four things. Yep. So, I love you. Thank you for being on week three of things that leaders don't tell you.